Welcome to Chick Chat, the podcast where the girl with many titles talks about life, the good and the bad and everything around it. We're going to sit, chat, share life stories and experiences from business to relationship. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chick Chat podcast. So this week I basically wanted to talk about mental health. So uh, a week or so ago it was Mental Health Awareness Day. And ironically, I missed it because I was taking some time unplugged and switched off and I was taking time off for my birthday. However, I have been having a few discussions recently that made me think, actually, there's never like the right time and there's never just a one day that you talk about um, mental health and bring awareness to it. So, yeah, here we are doing a quick check in. So if you're new here, we start with our challenge of the week or tip of the week. In the middle, we ask how you are. But obviously it's just me this time, so you'll know how I am. And then we end with the win of the week. So I guess my challenge of the week right now, if you are watching this, you are seeing I've got my onesie on, a long sleeve top, um, a blanket over my legs, my hot water bottle, and then another blanket on top. It is absolutely freezing. So my challenge of the week is how me and G are going to organise work because... Yeah, working from the office is not fun right now. Downstairs is a lot warmer, but even then it's still quite cold. So, uh, yeah, my challenge of the week is how we're going to figure that out. Anyway, let's get straight into it. So, if this is the first time that you're listening to the podcast, um, I'll give you a quick breakdown. I ended up having a near enough, like, mental breakdown about three years ago. Yeah, it must have been about three years ago because it was just before the pandemic started, which is wild. But um, I found myself just struggling to even leave the house. I was tired, like mentally and physically tired. It just felt like every day was a slog. Turns out, not only was I in fight or flight mode, my body was just rejecting wearing this mask all the time, just trying to look like I had it together, I was figuring life out, work was all okay, because ultimately things were going on that also weren't okay. And like I said, my body, in terms of being in fight or flight mode, my body just got fed up with it. So at that time, I was working for quite a big company in Northern Ireland. Um, I was in a relationship with my ex and we've been together for, I guess back then, it must have been about four-ish, four and a half years. Um, and then what else was going on in life? Honestly, I feel like that, that, that air is just a bit of a blank. I'd come off holiday from Zambia with my parents um, just a little bit before. So I got to spend a bit of time back in Zambia, which was great, right before the pandemic happened. But yeah, I remember writing this blog um, right before everything with George Floyd happened where I just talked about being sick and tired of having to face this world as a black woman because I knew that every time I stepped out of the house, it it wasn't my authentic self. I was having to put this mask on to be this person that other people wanted me and needed me to be whether it was family whether it was in work especially in work and I think as I live in Northern Ireland and yes a lot of people have had horrible experiences of people that I know but overall I've only ever had one horrible experience like I've had quite a happy life and there are microaggressions that I think when you're not from here there are just things that you just know sometimes it's not even worth the bother so you forget about it but my, I remember my therapist, like I end up in therapy and my therapist at the time described it as like a bucket 
and each little thing that had been happening had been like a little drop of water or a little dribble of water that eventually just spilled out. And when it spilled out, um, luckily my brother was, was there to normalise therapy. And back then, I remember him saying to me, um, I don't know if you realise, but like him and um, Chloe had been watching, was it my like teen mum, something like that? And he'd said that she'd watched it for ages and he noticed that of all the girls that had been on there, the ones that went to therapy were the ones that at least like found ways to enjoy life and built good businesses, successful businesses, did all these things. Did they still struggle with mental health? Yeah. And do you know what? That's one thing that I really appreciate him pointing out because he didn't make it as if it was a solution to everything. He just said, like, it's just going to help you cope better in life. And that, the start of that journey completely flipped my world upside down, ended my relationship with my ex, wasn't in that job anymore, uh, just started CFM, my agency, like everything. And even now, I think I'm not in fight or flight anymore because I've definitely, I found a safe space in terms of the people that I'm now around, me and G, how I am, my business, everything, because I get to be my authentic self. I'm never having to constantly watch over my shoulder for what people might think or do or whatever else. Corporate life will never have me back. Not in that same sense that I will go back to being a nine to five girly because I would rather struggle and make ends meet doing like the things that I find passionate than go back to that fakeness and that toxicity and just the whole like fake camaraderie because that that also helps to take, like to make my mental health even worse because especially at the period where I thought that okay I've been honest with these people I'm thinking about going to therapy whilst I'm furloughed I'm really struggling and then they went quiet and I completely understand you've got to make decisions for your business but don't sit there and act like we're family if you're just going to turn around and just treat me as if I wasn't even someone that you were like saying those things to so I think that was one of my biggest learning curves because before that I'd be made redundant once before and that business was a smaller um business and I remember at the time talking to my mum and dad and them being like oh this happens in smaller like family run businesses however when you go and work for like a bigger company you're safer in marketing it's not the same as well and yeah I think that just got me to the point where I was like do you know what I put my trust in these people I've done things the way I was supposed to do I went to uni I did my master's I have gone into work, I'm trying to learn. My dad had always said, once you get out of uni, work for five years and then go off and do whatever you want. Like spend this time building your side hustles and then see what happens. And I, I do think he had a point in what he'd said, but I think if I was to advise someone like my niece, I'd also look at the experience he had up until then, because up until then, I'd already run a business and had started a second one. I'd worked as a consultant, I had worked in new product development for food, I'd gone and done the pitching to the supermarkets, I'd made my own products, maybe the, like I wasn't selling them as mine, but I'd done so much under my, like I'd done, I'd done so much for myself in terms of my career, that actually in terms of that five years of work experience that my dad was talking about, I'd already had that experience and more, because I got I also got to see it in terms of like how people run a business when you're working with a freelancer and back then I used to work for Carphone as well so I did always have that safety it's not like I'd not seen all of that but where I think things really changed for me is I got to a point and it's funny because you go through these peaks and troughs with your mental health and recently I turned 30 and I cried with happiness so much over my birthday weekend because I got to spend my weekend with 
like, I didn't get to spend it with my best friends. However, like I'll see them, but I got to spend it with my family and the people I treasure the most. I got to spend it with people that genuinely like, no matter what, like these are the people I always want around me. And it was just beautiful. But also a bit of me was crying out of sadness because in the last few weeks I've been struggling a little bit mentally. I know the seasons are changing and so on. And I caught myself saying, uh, saying to myself like, oh, like, why if, uh, what, what is it? I, I, I caught myself saying something like, oh, but what have you got to be upset about? Like life's so great at the moment. And I, I was like, why are you speaking to yourself like that? What is going on? Do not speak to yourself like that because you deserve better. Like if anyone understands mental health, like you do, you should, you live with someone that also suffers from um, depression and anxiety. And that was kind of one of the things that made me think like, we're even harsh, like we're harsh to ourselves, never mind what society thinks. And that's what then made me think, do you know what? Like, shut up. <laughs> Like, be kinder to yourself, figure things out in a better way, because clearly at the moment, you're not, you're not, you're not figuring it out. And I, especially when my mental health starts to struggle, I stop sleeping properly. And there was a night I couldn't sleep and I, I went downstairs and I was sat, kind of just writing notes and journaling. And I realised, I, I was trying to figure out what was wrong. And I, I have this thing of intellectualising everything, because it, to me, if I find a way for it to make sense, there should be a logical solution. But that's not how mental health works. We all know this, like, especially if you suffer from anything to do with your mental health, you will understand this. And I describe my mental health as a black hole. It's just dormant and then it decides at some point it's gonna grow and do whatever it needs to do. But yeah, back then I sat and started writing things down and I remember sitting there and thinking, who would help me figure this out? Because I've had kind of the conversations here and there with G and it's similar things that were coming up in terms of like work and organising like the workflow. And I think that the one, one of the things that's been stressing me out is the fact that I have people that rely on me for their like living and when you're like all right I'm trying to survive as well and trying to make things work and trying to build something but I know that if I don't do my end of the like what I'm supposed to be doing you're going to be stuck that was starting to stress me out a little bit but then when I did sit and think about it I thought imagine you're having a conversation with your dad as in my dad what would dad say and that just made me burst out into tears because my dad is one of those people that knows me in a way I can't even explain. He knows me, there are things he knows about me that it's like he's a wizard. There are, like, there are things he knows, my brother would be around me all the time, I, just, I tell my brother everything. G's around me every day, I tell G everything. However, there are things I don't tell my dad because one, like I don't need to tell him everything, but two, He's my dad, like I don't, like he doesn't need to necessarily know everything, but also like I don't want him to be stressing, like worrying about me if he doesn't need to. But there'd be advice he gives me sometimes where it's like, how the hell did you know that? How the hell? Like, it, it was crazy. And then it made me think about like how lucky I am to still have my dad around after everything that's happened. And like, I'm I'm glad for his health and so on. But like, I don't, if you, I don't know if you'd resonate with this, but I go to my parents for like specific things. To my mum, I go when I need a bit of just calm and quiet and a bit of escapism. So we will have our days out. We will just sit and watch TV and not really talk about like deep things. Whereas my dad, I go to my dad when I know that I need to figure something out. And I might not need to talk to him about it. I might just need to be around him for a little bit. But eventually we do talk about things that lead us on to the conversations we need to have for me to figure things out. And when I thought about it, that's what made me, like I said, start crying and made me realise that actually my... The way my dad approaches things and, and the way that he speaks to me, I can help myself in the same kind of way. But how lucky am I to have someone in my life that 
is such a positive person in that sense and is someone that has such an effect on my life that it can be so powerful and when I did think about all of that I then thought to myself of something that my dad had said to me a long time ago that for me whenever I hit these periods of depression anxiety and so on it's because things aren't working out the way that I thought they were going to work out and I sat there and thought okay if things aren't working out the way that I thought they were going to work out that's not a big issue but where did I think I would be right now what did I think I was doing what's different and don't get me wrong like I'm still trying to figure out my feelings and I need to sit in my feelings and I think when I was talking about intellectualizing things well one one of the things that I do rather sometimes you just need to sit in your feelings you need to cry you need to be angry you need to do whatever but I try to skip those bits by intellectualizing it so that I can make it make sense but sometimes it just it's not going to make sense because it's your body and I know that I do still need to sit and be in my feelings cry do whatever but it really helped me at that point to get that bit of clarity that okay maybe things might not be the way that I want them to be but it doesn't mean that everything's gone to crap it's it's just different so when I think about like being with G now I, at one point, I turned around and said I didn't want to date someone that also had mental health issues because I thought we'd trigger each other. And I remember sitting with my therapist and going through all this and she was like, okay, that's fair enough. And then, but that's because I'd like talked to some people where I was like, yeah, definitely wouldn't work with you. And, and then a few weeks ago, we were filming for Life Actually and uh, the producer asked me, what's it like working with my partner? And I sat there and was like, what do you mean? What's it like working with my partner? and realised I I work with G. Like, I talk about all these things I want to give him and so on, but the reason why I think I've been in such a good place has been because I st started going on solo dates, I started therapy, I started a lot of things that put me outside of my comfort zone but got me to know me. I went through a period where any little decision I was making, if I wasn't sure, I'd pick my, like, my phone up, speak to my brother and be like, am I making the decision because of me or because of family members? Like, what's going on? I need I need help. I need someone to help me figure this out. And I think if it wasn't for me back then starting to set such firm boundaries, I wouldn't be where I am now. And in where me and G are, and the fact that I date and work with someone that one, has a nine to five job, two, also, like, his depression is worse than mine. He has had his depression since he was a kid. Chronic depression, it is more severe than mine. Like, I could go through periods where I'm like, I am fine, I'm on top of the world, I'm happy, this is great. And I f that, that black hole, I don't feel it. Whereas even over my birthday, like I was in a room of people I loved so much. However, there was still this sadness in me where I could feel, I could feel that. I could feel the pain and the frustration of being like, of all the times for this to be doing what it's doing. But again, it makes sense. I'm in a new transition in my life. I'm doing new things and so on. But that's where I really, like, I really appreciate the relationship that me and G have because it's so effortless. But again, if it like if I hadn't put the things in place, because I always try to remind myself, yes, G has come into my life and has helped me do loads of things because he's such a great partner. But my family, my friends, me, I had to put a lot of things in place to make sure that I wasn't accepting the bare minimum anymore. I have distanced myself from friends, from family, from people that I still love, but that just aren't good for me, that aren't good for my mental health. Because... I'm important, I matter. If you're not gonna give me what I need, it doesn't mean I don't care about you anymore. I'm just gonna give you what you give me. There's no animosity about it, there's nothing. And, and I, there, there are still maybe some conversations I would like to have, but I might not be able to have them. I've got to find a way to accept that. And this was one of the conversations I had over my birthday as well, because there are people I care about where it's like, 
you are family and people I love, but you're not, your energy's not good for me. And I think those are some of the things that the more I look at like the, like what I'm building on my own and with G, the more I'm starting to realise that, yeah, things might not be the way that I thought they were going to be, but that's not a bad thing. Like, I appreciate the fact that I've been loved by the men that I've been with. I have two exes before G, and my ex before G, we were together five and a half years. You will see him documented all over my social media, my blog, everything. It wasn't the healthiest of relationships, especially towards the end. However, he loved me, and I knew he loved me, and I knew that the reason I walked away was because I knew that he wasn't going to get, like, he wasn't going to sort himself out the way that I was willing to sort myself out and move forward. And that was a decision that I made that I don't regret whatsoever because every dis difficult decision I've made, I've been rewarded tenfold. I walked away from five and a half years to find a man that after a year and a bit, I'm like, you're my person. I can't wait to marry you. I can't wait to figure life out with you. I don't need to have it all figured out and I don't need to know it all. But you are my person. I want to keep doing things but with you i'm going away soon and i'm sad because it's not going to be with g but also i really appreciate like i've talked to my, my brother my dad my mum my niece my niece has had such a, a massive effect on my mental health and my life in general in such a positive way because between my brother my sister-in-law my niece and that little like unit and that family unit i look at that and just go I love those guys so much. They give me a reason to keep going, to keep trying, to figure things out. But my niece, my niece has loved me for just being me. And it's like, it doesn't need to know anything else I do outside of here. But I joked the other day and I put a TikTok up saying that I am, um, like I'm the bougie auntie, the rich auntie vibes, that's me. Because all she knows of me right now, she associates me with planes. Whether she's coming here or I'm going there, it's all, like there's a point where I'd been over that much that she thought that I just lived there. And it's like, no, she's in another country, literally. But those are the things that I really appreciate because the more that I've done difficult things, I've focused myself on good energy and that energy has then got me to just a happiness that even when my mental health isn't great and I'm going through a difficult period, I've still got so much to be grateful for that, like, I can't even put in words. But like I said, I have had to cut people off. I have had to make difficult decisions. I have had to do things that have made me so upset and even more depressed in that period of time, but it's been completely worth it. So yeah, I suppose this is just my way of talking about mental health, but actually like all of this started off because of what I was seeing on social media. And even this, I, I'm, I'm thinking now, like I want to link this to something I want to do outside of this. And, um, even the title I think I'm going to use for this podcast it is Social Media Saved My Life because social media allowed me to see how other people were living and the fact that how I felt, how I looked at the world, how I was in terms of fight or flight, that was okay. The like My blog, like I talked about, like my the, the blog I did before the pandemic happened, that was me finding my authentic self. I have used social media to help me find my tribe and my authentic self, my community. But in that as well, it's helped me with the people in real life that I have, I know those people in real life, but do you know the people I physically see? So I I definitely feel like, as this catch on I'm talking about, like how my mental health's been, even when I'm feeling down about everything, everything I'm doing is going on social media. I talk about all still on social media. Everything I am looking at that makes me go, okay, I can achieve everything. I'm doing a 30 day challenge at the moment. 
um, where my aim is to get to 50k in three months. Being a Lulu is a Salulu. Where did I get that off? TikTok. My mantra for the next year. That's my year of for the next year, my personal one. But these are the things where I look back and I, I just, one, I'm grateful for the people out there that did spend time online talking about things like this. And this is why I wanted to do this podcast. Because like I said, your mental health isn't just about that one day where everyone's aware of it. People live with this every single day. My anxiety got me to a point in the past where I couldn't even leave the house to walk across the street to walk down to the shops. I couldn't speak to people, I couldn't return texts, I couldn't eat. And I think it's incredible to look at where you've been and where you come to, but even when people like when people look at social media as this negative thing, for me it's been nothing but, and don't get me wrong, it's not been 100% positive, but it's been mostly positive because it's allowed me to make money online, to grow my business to find my tribe, like I said, to find my community and to do all these things that make me be my authentic self and be celebrated for being me rather than that corporate facade of you have to be this person to then get further in life. I just need to be me. And in being me, I'm getting on further in life. We'll see where we are in three months. Am I going to hit that 30k? Sorry, 50k? We'll see. But I know I'm going to be a multimillionaire. I know that at some point my niece is never going to have to work. I know that my brother's going to be comfortable. I know that my parents are going to be like they're comfortable now, but I will be able to treat the people I love the most into the little things. Like I get to do those, some of those things. Now I got my, my best friend to come over and do a, um, I had content to create for a brand this year and I flew her over and a partner because I wanted to see her. And I was like, stuff this whole, like we see each other once a year. I'm not like, even though you're one of my oldest friends, we barely have any pictures. Wherever I can find those little things I can do to get the people near me that I love I will keep doing but I do that because of social media so yeah I suppose in part one social media served, saved my life but two social media has opened the door to the next step of my life as well and all these things that you guys see and will be seeing that is because of social media I met G because of social media I was just thinking about that like that's wild like the oh yeah like even now where like I struggled to get out of bed this morning it was really hard like me and G both struggled but it was just nice to spend a bit of time just to be like do you know what I'll just lay here and talk for a little bit but like I said I'm not at a period right now where I'm feeling completely myself and completely happy but that's okay this is a part of it and yeah I'm really excited to see where social media keeps bringing these types of things in my life because I've got so much to be grateful for and like I said we don't focus on mental health just on one day. This is everything. That's why this podcast is the way that it is because I don't want it to be a mental health podcast, but I know that it's a part of my everyday. So I always want to make sure that I check in with everyone that's on the podcast, whether it's me, whether it's G, whether it's another guest, in terms of how they are. I know that like someone cares because it only takes one person to listen to this, to watch this, to subscribe, to know that they're not alone in how they feel. They're not alone in where they are in life and there are places and people that will be there for them so yeah um let me quickly end with my win of the week what is my win of the week oh this one's actually really difficult because i've got over the last few weeks i've made changes that have been like great wins do you know what my win of the week at the moment i'm so i'm putting in that every tuesday i'm blocking out altogether even for the team is definitely self-care day but every Friday I'm blocking out so that I can focus on like the higher level stuff in the business and, and making that money and doing whatever we're talking about and building it. So I'm really proud that I've carried on to set those boundaries 
not only with myself but with the team with clients and so on because that's why the business is growing so yeah that's um a great win of the week actually but anyway i will end it there and say thank you as always for liking subscribing commenting sharing and doing all the things that you do because i wouldn't have the life that i have if it wasn't for social media and you guys so yeah thank you and i will see you guys next week or you'll listen next week oh no it's not next week anymore is it it's every two weeks but yeah every so for next week in the future so every other week there will be something exciting coming up but i'll let you know that in the future but yeah see you in two weeks time